Yeah, absolutely. No problem. So when and why did you and your family get into RVing? I think in November of 2019, uh, my husband and I have always been fascinated with Airstreams ever since we've known each other. We've been together now for over 20 years. And I was on Craigslist one day and found this Airstream Argosy uh, down in Clay Ellum. We're like, let's just go check it out. So we drove over one day when my daughter was in school and um, we came home with it. And it was a shell, to be honest. And we're like, what are we going to do with this thing? But um, the big reason why we did it was because my daughter ski races for yeah. Stevens Pass. She needs to be on the hill at eight in the morning and she's not done till three o'clock in the afternoon. And it was a lot. Uh, so we decided that we were going to try to get an RV that we could test up there and just be up there so she could train. Took our hands at winterizing Big Betty and it was the best thing that we ever did. So we mainly winter camp, which is fun <laughs> and unusual. So then what has RVing taught you? Uh, the, the need for nothing <laughs> really, in all honesty, it's taught me that you can, you really don't need a lot to survive and you don't need a lot to make yourself happy. I love my RV. We just bought a brand new house and honestly, uh, I would have lived in my RV. So how long have you been skiing and mountain biking or you and your oh, husband gosh. or your family or I'm kind of, yeah. Oh goodness. Uh, so I've been skiing since I was seven. Um, my husband and I ski raced in college together. So a long time. My daughter was on skis just before her third birthday. She's now 13 and she trains now. This year, it was 21 hours a week that she was training. Okay. So we were in the camper a lot. Stevens Pass just recently closed for the year, at least mm -hmm. from a ski season perspective. But for the listeners who may not be familiar with Lot F, can you tell me about it? Kind of set the scene. What's it like? What's the vibe like? Kind of tell me a bit yeah. about Lot F. It's a really amazing community and culture of like-minded individuals that come together, are there for one purpose, uh, and that's to enjoy skiing and the amazing part of being able to ski in and ski out. It's just a, it's this weird family culture. I mean, it's crazy. Like we all have, you know, sweatshirts and, you know, little wine mugs and stuff. And it's, it's cool. Um, the, the lot is definitely uh, a family. If you are new and you come up there and it's your first time, you know, RVing at the lot, people that are there every single weekend are welcoming um, and it's inviting. It's a great, it's, we call it the biggest dog park in town too. So we always encourage people that when you're driving through the parking lot, you got to go slow because dogs are off leash and they're just running around and having a good environment. There's fire pits out everywhere. Kids are, I mean, kids are scaling the back of the, you know, of the ski resort, uh, on the main area. The yeah, and sliding down the plow wall, you know, you've got poop hill in the back for all the dogs so that, you know, I mean, it's, it's just great. It's, it's a really great family environment. And it's one that we love and are so thankful that Stevens Pass um, is going to continue it. So oh, did they announce already for next season? They're going to continue yeah, it? Good. That's did. great. Yes. So how long have you and your family been camping in Lot F? Well, 
We started, uh, we did a trial run, not with Big Betty in 2018. So since 2018, we've been going up there. I would say we are there every single weekend from the first weekend in December until usually middle of April and over Christmas break because because uh, Stevens Pass Alpine Club runs a ski camp. Um, we're usually up there for from about Christmas Day until New Year's Day. And we, we come home to shower and do a load of laundry. So I have wanted numerous times to go and do a ski in, ski out. So can you tell me logistically, how are they kind of fitting everybody in there? Yeah, it's um, there's definitely strategy to it. A couple of things is specifically with Stevens Pass, you have to be prepared with chains. Like you can't not... You can't not operate in Stevens parking lot, getting up that hill, navigating around the tight corner without having uh, chains ready for you to need and use to get into the lot. And then once you get into the lot, you can pull through and the recommend the recommended maneuver, so to say, is to drive all the way down, like pick your spot, but drive all the way down to the end of the lot and then turn around. Uh, so you make a full, you know, loop around and then go ahead and back it in. We are, there's a definite, uh, you, you need to follow the, um, the angles, obviously, because there are no lines for, you know, like parking spots. And I believe it is, is it, it might be three, 30 degrees. I think it it's is 30 30 degrees, degrees, but I think it's also three RVs to one electrical pole. Um, so, oh, get, so there is oh, electric up there. Yeah, there is electric. There's no water, right. but there is electric. Yeah. So I think it's three. So that's kind of what you gauge on, right? So like if you're going to back into an electrical pole and you're the very first person, usually what you want to do is you want to square off and you want to be the middle person. That way people know to, that they can go on either side of you. Um, and we don't leave a lot of room, right? I mean, like you leave some, some room like between each other and whatnot, but we really do try to pack as many people in there as we possibly can. Um, so you don't, you know, don't create like a big yard space for yourself, you know, get close with your neighbors. It's just going to, what's going to happen as far as the plowing goes. So there's no parking up there on Tuesdays and Stevens Pass does a really good job of plowing, um, on Tuesdays to make sure that the lot is flat and cleared, um, for people. Uh, so that's, so that's great. And if they get snow in between, like they're sending up plows. So you're, you're going to hear a plow at six in the morning, five in the morning, four in the morning. It's right. just kind of how it works. Um, you also want to encourage everybody to bring their own shovels, um, because you're going to be shoveling. <laughs> well, we're going to get into that. I do. I have some, a little bit of like rapid fire logistical questions. Yeah. yeah. So I was just going to say then, how do you handle you know, snow on the roof of your RV, you know, kind of your sewer vents and your, your bathroom vents and those kind of things. I mean, are you constantly like up needing to shovel off the top of your RV just cause that snow load and whatever. Yeah. I mean, we, we are pretty good about, um, taking off the snow. We've got a, a we just have a big brush. Um, you know, airstreams aren't that tall. Uh, so you can get up there. Even me, I mean, I'm only five foot, so I can get up and take a brush and bring down the snow onto the side in between, um, RVs for sure. Uh, if you have a regular RV, I mean, people are up on the roof shoveling, you know, and making sure to shovel off snow. If you're getting, if you're getting snowed on, that's key. That's just something to be expected. Yep. Um, 
So and then when it is dumping snow, <laughs> where do, are you managing to put that snow? Are you just kind of bringing it off the sides and then pushing it behind your trailer? Or are you putting wherever it in the front? Can, wherever you can find space. Usually what we do is we try to shovel it off into the front of the RV and in front of all your vehicles. That way when the plows come through, they're moving that snow to the back. But again, that creates berms. Um, so you're just, it's a community-wide effort. Yeah, it's I can just, imagine. So yeah. do you stay hooked up then or do you unhook your tow vehicle? We we unhook. We we unhook the vehicle. You're not allowed to keep it hooked up um unless unless your unless your trailer is so short that you're able to fit uh it's okay. still hooked up. But no, you unhook and then you angle your vehicle in front of your trailer um as close as you possibly can. And then um, that but, creates kind of the road. Yeah, it the creates circle the circle path of the road, if you will. Yeah, correct. Okay. Your your other question about lines and everything else and freezing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a thing. You know, people, um, you definitely need to winterize your, uh, your camper. I mean, even regardless, like we, even regardless of being hooked up, um, most people run two space heaters for your, for your camper, especially if you have a 26 foot, like we have a, our Airstream is a 26 foot Airstream and we have one that runs off of the, um, the back bathroom. And then we plug one into the front so that we don't blow a circuit. Um, but you keep those going. Um, when it's really cold out, you definitely want to bring your own water, um, just in case your water lines freeze, which happens probably maybe 40% of the time to us. (laughs) Right. So then toilet, Right. I mean, are you still using your toilet on board or are you? Oh, yeah. We still use the toilet on board. We bring gallons of antifreeze and put that into our um, every time you go. You just put a little bit of antifreeze. So the pink drink, you're saying you put the, you drop the pink drink down it. Pink drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Have you ever, I don't want to say been trapped, but let's just say stuck where you kind of, you know, whatever. It's Sunday night. You're ready to go home and you're like, we're going nowhere tonight. Yeah, we were stuck up at Stevens for nine days once. Tell me about that. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming um, you brought your hotspots then, so at least. Yeah, I, yeah, that is one thing. Uh, there, if you certain cell towers do not work up there, so yeah, you definitely need your own hotspot. I definitely recommend a Wee Boost um, of some sort if you're going to plan on working up there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it was interesting. We got dumped on with a ton of snow. This was the, this is the December of 2019 or it may have been 2020. I can't remember. Um, but either way, no, it was, it was 19. It was December of 2019. Um, we got dumped on with a ton of snow and actually, um, Right before, right before like dinner time, um, the pass had closed in both directions. So no one was, so anybody that was up at Stevens, like no one was getting in, no one was getting out. I think they closed it for like 24 hours or something crazy because we ended up having, um, we were inside the lodge and there was like, there was like maybe 80 people in the lodge, uh, in the Pacific Crest Lodge. And it was all people that were stranded there. Like don't have RVs, right? Like don't have RVs. And everybody in the RV lot was like, 
it was awesome. It was such a great community. Like people were like bringing in food to the lodge from their own, you know, um, RVs. Yeah. Because the whole they Stevens Pass had sent most of their staff home. So like none of the restaurants were open. So they were trying to get all their staff home, you know, for the evening to like get ahead of the storm. And um, so we were all bringing in food and serving a bunch of people. And there were people sleeping in their cars in the RV lot, you know, because they didn't have anywhere to go. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty gnarly, but that it was sounds cool. like that was a one-off. I mean, have you been, or has it happened more than once? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. happened more than once. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but Stevens, yeah, it's happened more than once. And okay. it's, it's mainly because the road, you know, mainly because the road gets, closed you know the highways get uh gets close you really have to pay attention if you're planning on moving or leaving with your vehicle um plan accordingly because it's not unusual for highway two to randomly close for avalanche or an accident or whatever it might be so you have to be able to go with the flow yep okay uh what have i not asked that i probably should have asked yeah get there early um that's key you know getting there in the evening um can be difficult you know to navigate i mean you know if you can get up as early as you can that's like kind of the key to making sure that you're getting into a spot that you can um maneuver easily you got your 30 foot spot when you're coming in lookers right uh, as your 30 i think that that's the 30 foot spot and then the 40 foot spots are on the left you know, depending on your vehicle, um, it's really frowned upon if you're 26 feet. In a gold yeah. Yeah. No, no, totally. That's just bad. <laughs> I get it. I do want to ask how the reservation systems work. It's stressful. I'm not going to lie. You know, yeah. it opens up. Uh, they always pick a date in November or December when it opens up and they open up 50% of all of the available dates. And so you have to be in front of your computer and ready to reserve and pay. Um, and then they, and, and it, it does change from year to year. Some years they've got a policy where Tuesday before you're going to rent, you know, rent, then they open up the other 50% or they open up 25%. So my recommendation is just the beginning of the ski season, come November, familiarize yourself with the reservation system on Steven's site. I'm sure it may even change for next year, especially because they just made the announcement of their new uh, GM. So that they're, be prepared that that policy could change. I would offer up some of my secrets, but I'm also not going to offer up no, some you, of my secrets. Yeah, no, I, I, I respect <laughs> that. I understand that. And that's where you got to live and learn. Yeah, it's definitely growing pains. You have to go through the yep, stress. I feel like, like that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, there's a strategy though. Okay. I think... Um, a good time to come, like if you're a new, if you're a new person, if you're a newbie and a rookie at, you know, navigating your RV in the winter time, um, I think that the best time to come is March, um, yeah. really. And, you know, mid-March, the skiing is always still really good. It's spring. You'll get a vibe of like what the RV parking lot is like force yourself to navigate up that steep driveway, but it's a low risk area. It's a low risk time where you're probably not going to freeze, probably not going to, you know, get dumped on with a ton of snow, you know? And so I would say for anybody who's new, aim for March. Gotcha. That's actually a pretty good, that's a good tip. So what is your most favorite national park and why? Oh gosh. Glacier. 
Okay. That whole area of the country is just, yeah. Yeah. So I want to bike that. Yeah. When it's closed to cars, that's my goal. And that's a bucket list of mine is to get out there and do that. That'd be awesome. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really want to do that. So tell me a bit more about where can listeners find you online? Um, most of my postings, actually all of them are on Instagram um, from, and it's Norm and Betty Adventures. Norm, Betty Adventures. Norman is our dog. Um, Norm, he has grown up in Big Betty and he is the best camper dog ever. So Norm, Betty Adventures on Instagram. Follow us. Wonderful. Well, Meg, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Brooks. No problem. Yeah. Uh, Let me know anytime if you're out and about. Absolutely. I will definitely be searching out Betty and you guys when we make it to the lot this next season. Awesome. All right. Thank you.